Hey, everybody. Hey, what's happening, guys? Hi. Uh, and it's in the back. Hi. <laughs> we have, yes, it's Carter, Maddie, and Zach this week. Kent is MIA. But, um, yeah. So it's just us M-I-G. this week. Maddie, say hey. You guys remember Maddie from episode, I don't remember. Kent's <laughs> MIG, missing in gold, yeah. bruh. It's been a minute. It's been like a month or so since so I've been here. Jump off. Yeah, what Carter said. I'm back. Yeah, cool so story. this is episode 11 of Roundtable Radio. Um, unfortunately, it'll be the last episode for now. We have to take an indefinite... final countdown. Yeah, we have to take an indefinite hiatus. Um, Zach is doing an internship, and I'm studying abroad, so yeah, we're, we won't be back for a while. But we promise to give you guys a great episode. Yeah. <laughs> we're, oh, I'm not... We promise to give you guys a great episode today to send you off with good memories and great laughs. We will be back. We will. We just don't know when. No date to be proclaimed yet. We will be back. We will, and hopefully not in the studio. But Yeah, we're going to start this episode off. We're going to start with... Jameis Winston? We know. Let's just do this. Um, as you guys know, we've talked about Nelson Mandela, like, I think two different, times, two, yeah. Yeah, two different occasions on the show. Yeah. Got to yeah, poor cruxes. But um, he did die on this week. Oh on gosh. this week. Wait, let me pull up the date. It was it was Tuesday or Wednesday. I just typed in Nelson. Okay. We're spilling in with hoes. OMG, R.I.P. Nelson. I don't think anyone actually called him Nelson, but still, all these people that really don't care about Nelson Mandela were just like, oh no. Not and I just I was like, get Thursday. on Twitter. It was Thursday that Nelson Mandela died at the age of 95. Um, condolences go out to him and his family. If you don't know about Nelson Mandela, Google's free, so go ahead and do that. Um, very important his <coughs> figure in history, especially with um, racism, the apartheid in South Africa and all that. So definitely go educate yourself. But um, yeah, we wanted to do that because we've talked about him and yeah, we've talked about him before, but um. We were just talking in the studio before we started recording about that meme of him and Paul Walker, and he said like it's a long way to he- it's a long walk to heaven. And then on the bottom, Paul Walker was in his car, and he's like, "You," <laughs> he said like you could ride with me too too. Or call- he called him some kind of nickname, but it was just hilarious. I people it, just it was it was too much. I don't know. I we- thought <laughs> also I that's I, just me. I was a little upset with um there were so many people like um tweeting like things like. If you don't know who this, it's like if you were sad about this man, but you don't yeah, know you who know, this man we is. We talked about like, Paul Walker and and the whole Twitter death um, complex and how that tends to go. It just blows my mind that people would actually like try and compare like who. I don't know. You just can't. It do just that blows my people. mind. People just can't say rest in peace and move on. That's what that I'm saying. Blows like, my mind. Both people matter. They both have their own <laughs> impact, and yeah. they both deserve to be remembered mm-hmm. as people. Yeah, and also there's a lot of people, which is just gosh. They're going around. Usually, you'll find these people in like the comment section of um, news sites. Don't go there. Don't yeah, do it. Don't I read the myself comments. Not to read the comments, but I just always end up doing it. And the people who are calling um, Nelson Mandela all kinds of terrorists and what? just the trolls. How do you call Nelson Mandela a terrorist in any way? Because of his affiliations. When I mean, the man was fighting against an apartheid government. So I don't. It, never mind. We're not going to give these people a shine today. It just. It makes no sense. I don't. If they're terrorists, then the fathers of our country are terrorists. If that's we're what all you, terrorists. Yeah. So I don't. American terrorists. We're not gonna give them shine today. Whatever. Rest in peace, Nelson Mandela. I'm sure he can hear you in heaven. He can. 
Whatever they <laughs> That's what they called him in the meme. Yeah. Two, 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 two. <laughs> way, I'm going to echo that. Rest in peace. That meme was hilarious. I'm sorry. But, um, yeah, so rest in peace. No, I'm not. Don't please, um, but um, Vase had a he died on the day that his film premiered or one of his films. He's had a couple films. I think um, Idris Elba was playing him, and he I think he died that day, and they found out about it. So it was apparently a lot. Really, an interesting question. Okay, I know it's been reported before that like he couldn't talk. So like, at what point did he die Thursday, or was it like they were just like keeping him vegetated? No, I think he died. I don't think he was a vegetated. I think I just think he had um. He had like tubes in his throat to keep liquids out or fluids out of his lungs and stuff. So I, I want to imagine he could talk, but I think he died. No, nah. nah, I think that he actually probably died about 15 years ago and they've been using a body double. Um, and then they decided it was time to just stop playing this kind of joke. I think they were waiting around to see if like they could I ever saw out Walt Disney's body and if that whole <laughs> cryotechnology is ever going to work. And they're like, Yeah, I've said before that it didn't make Wait, sense for him to. Well, they, they have Walt not Disney? confirmed that. Yeah, Walt Disney is supposedly frozen. I've heard from multiple sources that he is. Kanye, better watch out. They won't tell Stop you that, all that mess. They won't tell you that. The rumor is that he's frozen. Now, of course, if you're really going to get into like, where's he at? The Magic Kingdom? No, fair, that's the fairy tales that like he's in one of the he's in Disneyland in California, and one of the rides like underneath it somewhere is where he's hidden. This is why you have to watch out for the Illuminati. All seriousness, all I have heard that he, they froze his body just before he died, just in the off chance that the cryogenic like technology ended up working somewhere down the road. Because he was going to die inevitably anyway, so what's what, what's harm in freezing him? I don't know. Well, hopefully, you know, Jay-Z or Lady Gaga or some rich celebrity will pay to have his body thawed out so we could talk and chat. But um, until that happens, I guess rest in peace, um, Walt Disney, too. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to see, like, a meme with Paul Walker, Nelson Mandela, and then, like, a frozen Disney. Like, let me hop in the car. Like, like Han Solo. <laughs> okay. This is not. Also, why is Forrest Gump playing... Walt Disney in that movie. I don't know. Have you seen it come out? Oh, Tom Hanks. Tom yeah, Hanks. Tom, is Hanks. A, Tom Hanks is great. It's just funny. Oh, it's it's just funny to me because Mr. Banks. Yeah. Yeah. No, I read a BuzzFeed yeah. article about that a couple weeks ago, about how like not real, all the differences. Continue. Yeah, it is all the differences between like Mary Poppins the book and then Mary Poppins the movie, and how like the like actual deal is that Disney like promised the author of Mary Poppins all these like things that would happen in the movie or whatever completely lied made the movie opposite this woman saw it and cried left in the middle of the premiere and swore she would never sell any movie rights again to her books and she didn't and now disney's gonna make a heartfelt movie out of it who was mary poppins is she just like one of his kids babysitters no a woman it's a book and a woman wrote the book and he from the preview of the movie i've seen he promised his little girls that he would make it into a movie and it, and it, okay. Yeah, well, she sold him the movie rights after he, like, tried to do all this stuff. On a scale of, like, one to, like, Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince, how different is the book from the movie? Like, mega different, or is it just kind of, like, the same? Hold on. Maddie, do you happen to know? Can you say it? I was typing in something. On a scale of one to Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince, how jacked up is the book from the movie? Has anybody read it? I've never read it, but, like, from what... This article led me to believe it's pretty much kind of on the same scale. I mean, I don't know if they just like completely demolished a house like they did mm-hmm. in the Half Blood Prince. I mean, that just went rogue. <laughs> I don't know what that was about. But like, okay, so here is the BuzzFeed article. Poor Cruxes. I have. So I don't know how y'all want to look, but apparently Mary Poppins won't cheerful. Um, they had five kids. Mary Poppins controls the wind. 
or can't control the wind. The wind controls her. I don't know. She's supposed to be real ugly, which they did in that other movie. Nanny McPhee. Nanny McPhee Maybe was ugly. Yeah. Um, Bert is a chimney sweep, not all these other things. Mary only stays for... Oh, Mary Poppins comes back to that family a bunch. Um, Miss Banks is not a suffragette. Like, you don't even see her in the book. Um, it's supposed to take place in the 1930s. Mary and Bert are not supposed to be romantic. Um, she's magical. There's no magic in that book. There's a missing boy servant. I don't know. That word, supercalifragilisticexpialidocious, is not in the book. Um, yeah. So she, like, ran out of the premiere in tears. And was upset because it was an anti-feminist ending. And she said she would never sell film film rights to any of her books. Um, yeah. She (laughs) got money from it, though, didn't she? They make a movie about it. I, like, would really like to see how Disney's going to spin the fact that they, like, ruined this woman's book and devastated her. So I'm interested in that. (laughs) Good for them. Um, Rest in peace to her, too. Um, I don't even know how we got here. Rest in peace to all of them. Nelson Mandela led us here. Yeah. Thanks, Nelson. Um, Okay. This is (laughs) – you guys should enjoy this because this is going to be the last episode for a while. So just sit back. You don't have anything to do. Um, we're going to follow up with the Bronx train crash. Um, apparently the computer that I guess monitors the train found that the train was going three, nearly three times the speed that it was supposed to be going when it derailed. So it was going 82 miles per hour as it approached the 30 mile per hour curve. So was that like operator error or was that like mechanical uh, it says error the data shows the engineer cut the throttle and slammed on the brakes but these moves came very late in the game so was he not paying attention like was it is it one of those trains that like it's supposed to like do everything on its own the operator is supposed to like stop it when something goes wrong or is one of those where the operators pressing the accelerator and then like he should have let off well, he said the brakes didn't work so oh so it's the brakes well that's what he's saying but i mean okay. it said that it came too late and the ride at the state fair was just um, rogue on its own as well, right? Yeah, well, somebody's got to get arrested for this. So, <laughs> how are they gonna like look into that? Are they gonna like? Can they even like look into the brake system to see if it was faulty? I think they're they're gonna. I guess they're gonna have to mainly go off the computer data. But um, most if mm. it's if it's advanced technology, as in something that's come out in at least semi recent years, a lot of that like stores itself, like in computer. I know with like planes and stuff, like everything that a plane does and every move and every whatever is like stored within uh, like a computer file type thing so they can go back and look at it later. So if it's like that, they'll find out. Um, it says that they have no indication of brake problems. So Also, I don't know. Lying. I'm pretty sure. I mean, of course, there's a potential for brake failure, but these trains run so many miles every day and it, it's, it's wear like, and tear. It's like. But at the same time, brake failure is uncommon. They're, they have to be service and maintenance, and they check on these brakes, I'm pretty sure, every day, or at least once a week. Well, somebody's got to pay for this because, what, four people died? and Somebody's going to want justice, you're right. Yeah, so somebody's got to file a lawsuit to get justice for this because, yeah, four people died, and a whole bunch of other people were injured. So that's, yeah, I don't. He ain't got the answers. He, he doesn't. I just hope that somebody does and that they figure this out because <clears throat> there's I don't I see little reason for it to be going 
that much fast. It's 30 miles per hour and it's going 52 miles quicker than they're supposed to be going. So somebody, either he's lying and wasn't paying attention or the brakes really did fail. But then again, if the story, if what they're saying is true, then he applied the brakes too late in the curve. So I don't have they test them for alcohol or drugs yet. Yeah, that's probably coming soon as well. So, yeah, condolences go out to the people who lost families in that um, tragedy. But I guess, do you want to go on to the thing? Yes, we can talk about um, my boy, Jameis Winston. Um he and the Florida State Seminoles. Because you're an FSU fan. Yeah, yeah, that's Because you're a sports fan. That too. Because you're, you know, I don't know. He's my boy I'll because <laughs> I am a Florida State fan. <laughs> I'm not saying I support him on and off the field. I'm saying I support him on the field. He, so, uh, like, were you more concerned about him being proven innocent because you mm. wanted him to play in FSU to win? No, no. I was more concerned with the fact that people were questioning whether or not he deserved an award based on football merit or, like, based on how well he played. People were concerned about that because somebody else came forward with an allegation. I was worried that somebody could come out here and just start accusing things and suddenly that would m- make less people vote for him for something but he deserved. If he had, if it, if he had been charged and proven guilty – do you think that he should? Oh, still absolutely! That he doesn't award? deserve the award. Okay. No, he does not deserve an award if if he can't, you know, keep his act right, especially off the field. I mean, the Heisman reflects the best college athlete, but also so much more goes into being a college athlete other than performance and and getting all the stats. I mean, there's a level of I don't know responsibility with how you carry yourself, and if he's you know not handling himself correctly off the field, he doesn't deserve the award. But I feel like in this case, I feel like it'd be you know wrongful for him to not receive votes and not receive the award because somebody came out with accusations. Because if that was the case, then anytime you know somebody was about to win an award, somebody could come forth and start accusing them of things and suddenly they'd be screwed. So I don't think that was the case. In this situation, he was ultimately proven, or he wasn't proven, I guess they, they ultimately said there was not enough evidence to come forward and press charges, so no charges were filed against him. Um, he ended up playing last night in Florida State beat Duke. They're going to the national championship game. Against uh, Auburn, I believe, which um, shout out to Will and Reed, a couple of our friends are big Auburn fans. I'm sure they were happy to see Auburn made the national championship game. I'm going to be rooting for Florida State because I'm a Florida State fan, but I think that will be interesting. So I guess in the end, um, they came forward and announced that there were no, not going to be charges pressed. Um, of course, I'm pretty sure the guy announcing that there were no charges or was wearing a Florida State colored tie. So that's what Logan pointed out yesterday. Our roommate Logan pointed out to me. I thought it was kind of funny. Um, but, yeah. What do you guys think of, of the whole situation? Do you think this was handled right, or do you think it was handled in enough time or if it was done correctly? I don't um, – <clears throat> um, I'm just going to read the statement from um, the victims that the victim's attorney wrote up for the family. I'm only going to read the top part. If, <laughs> if anybody remembers for you throwback listeners, remember when I read that whole Starbucks <laughs> statement on air? It's like four <laughs> minutes. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Kit. That was hilarious. Kent and I were in the background, like <laughs> pretending to like punch ourselves in the face because that was just. Oh, I read the whole thing, but this one is is short. So this is the family statement that the attorney, attorney, the, the attorney, attorney. <laughs> drafted up. It says once again, the victim and the family are compelled to provide a statement in light of the DNA results validating the victim's identification of Winston as the perpetrator, and Mr. Jansen's assertion of consent. Jansen, who's Jansen? I believe it's. 
his attorney. Okay. Jansen stated that he was not surprised by the DNA results because the encounter was consensual. However, Jansen allowed the media frenzy to go on for a few weeks as to the accuracy of Winston's identity, thereby perpetrating perpetuating this matter and keeping his client in the spotlight for an extra week unnecessarily. Jansen said that the DNA leak damaged his client's reputation. Why would a consensual encounter damage his client's reputation? However, a rape would certainly damage his client's reputation. This can this consent defense is too little too little too late and is clearly reactive damage control by Jansen after learning the DNA matches client. Jansen's focus on the leak of DNA results is self-serving and misplaced. What if significant what is significant is that the DNA matched the person identified by the victim to law enforcement back in January 2013. To be clear, the victim did not consent. This was rape. Jansen's statement that he was detained by Winston's family necessarily meant that Winston was informed that he had been identified as a, suspe a suspect in this investigation. Neither the victim nor her attorney was, attorney was notified by anyone at the Tallahassee Police Department that Winston had been informed. Once Jansen was retained by Winston's family and spoke to his client, one would think, being a suspect in rape investigation, Winston would have immediately asserted his consent defense. He is now he's only now claiming the consent defense after the science validated the victim's identification of Winston as perpetrator. If Jansen had knowledge of witness benefic witnesses beneficial to Winston back in February 2013, it seems logical that Jansen would have immediately provided those alleged exculpatory witnesses to Detective Angulo. Theoretically, Detective Angulo would have would have taken the statements of the alleged exculpatory witnesses at the time. Instead, Detective Angulo placed the cases on open and active status. So I'm not going to read the rest of it, but that's what they said. You read so much of it, though. <laughs> you read you, all You literally of stopped it. at, like, the funniest quote in the entire thing, though. What? It says, lastly, DNA is not 5-9 to find 11. DNA is Jameis Winston. Like, that was, like, their bad quote. Because Jameis Winston's 6'4", um, and the, the alleged attacker was per supposedly, she described the attackers between 5'9 and 5'11", and she, like, didn't really remember all those details. And Jameis Winston is 6'4", clearly not 5'9", or 5'11". Okay, but if you have no sense of, like, perception of height or something, I don't know. Also, like, traumatic events. Like, you're not going to remember details well. You're a UNC major to the T, Maddie. Yes, I am. The psychological reasoning behind this aspect. Right, and you're a sports fan to the T. You don't care if some girls I do care. I you just want care. FSU to win. No, I do not. I'm completely independent of that, in my opinion. I do think it's a little odd, a little funny that we're just now hearing about this. I, I mean, I do think they raise a good point about the whole um, consent defense after they found the DNA and that it matched Jameis Winston. The so, DNA um, information shouldn't have been leaked, though, until they decided whether well, they had a case, correct? Well, it was, correct? so. So, I, I mean, like. I mean, it was, so. <laughs> I do think that it was a little fishy. My whole thing about this, I was more upset with how people were reacting on Twitter and you, you know, Twitter. Twitter I, I love you and I hate you. Yeah, Twitter, that dark place. But um, I mean, I already knew that sports fans, not even the fans, more so the the stands. I would say, and Stan comes from. If anybody remembers that Eminem song, Stan with the crazy fan that he, like killed himself over Eminem, that's where we get that terminology from. But it's like a crazy fan. So the sports stands, basically. I mean, they've been. I I know that they're kind of quick to defend their favorite because we watched this whole Jonathan Martin um. Richie Incognito thing unfolds. So still playing out. 
Yeah, and we see how sports fans are just quick to defend, even in even when it's obvious that somebody's wrong. So I just thought it was real ugly of people. You know, the whole victim shaming thing came into effect, and it was just like a firestorm on Twitter. I think it was it kind of became messier than it needed to be, but such is life on Twitter. You want to say anything? I'll just leave it at that. You want to say anything? No, I any think. Retorts? No, I think there are no retorts. I think ultimately they. They probably should have handled this a lot quicker and probably a lot sooner than they did, but I think they is he they, getting that award? Um, the it, votes are in. Votes are in as of December sixth, so the award will be announced December fourteenth. Oh. There's any like football analyst you ask, like ninety percent of them is going to say <laughs> Jameis Winston will win the award because he's the best football player in the country okay. this year. Well, I guess good for him in that regards. Um, whatever is done <laughs> in the dark will come to light. So. Whatever. I think ultimately that he's going to learn from this, and I'm sure he came out publicly and said um, he didn't. He didn't make a comment about the case or anything because he decided. But he just like when when interviewed, he said, um, "I think I need to act more maturely, and mm-hmm. I think that ultimately I'm going to use this as a learning experience." Yeah. And also, a lot of people seem to think that because somebody had sex with somebody consensually in the past, that every time after that is also consensual, which is not true or logical but whatever just want to point that out okay yeah. yep so that's that um hope we figure it out maddie i'm good okay um we're gonna move on to one of our last or i guess our last topic topic um i still don't know who this guy is like yeah martin Bashir, um professional human germ he has resigned from msnbc following his um Sarah Palin comments. A um, little background. Martin Bashir, basically the reason I know him is because he did that um, horrible interview with Michael Jackson years ago. What? Let me find that. Interview. Rip Michael Jackson, too, while we're at it. Oh, yeah. Rest in peace, Mike. Yeah, he did the Living with Michael Jackson documentary in two... Th- it, it, fo- it followed him over eight months from May 2002 to January 2003. And... Just Michael thought it was going to be like a big turn in his career up to that point. He thought people were going to see him differently. And just the way it was, I think it, it was, I think it was produced with malicious intent and it kind of showed through at the end because the way it was angled was just horrible and it made him look, I mean, I don't, I'm not going to say that the man was all right in the head, but it just made him look like a thousand times worse. So if you ever have any free time, go and watch that documentary. It's very interesting. But, um, yeah, Martin Bashir resigned from MSNBC um, after his comments about Sarah Palin. Um, him and Sarah, he had been, he had interviewed Sarah Palin, of course, about Obamacare, and she had um, compared it to slavery. And then um, he came afterwards, and um, let me pull up this quote. Hold up. Say something. Something. Okay. Okay. I'm sorry, I, I just zoned out. I want to find the full quote of what he said because there was a long. He basically because since she um, I'm gonna try to pull up comments on Sarah. Since he um. Since she compared it to slavery, Martin Bashir took it a step further to kind of throw her in the mix with that. Oh God, I really wish I could find this. This um, oh here it is. Yeah, this is this is bad. 
Okay, so here's another long clip. Um, here, I'm trying to find a second. Basically, let me give you some background. Um, in the 1970s. Yeah, so um, in slavery, in the days of slavery, if a slave would run away, they would have other slaves do all kinds of things. They occasionally have them cut off the foot of the other slave or um, apparently defecate in the mouth of other slaves. So here's the part where I'm going to read what Martin Bashir said on that front. <clears throat> and I quote, in 1756, he, and he's talking about a um, Thistlewood who wrote a, Thistlewood wrote, Thistlewood was the son of a tenant farmer who arrived on the island of Jamaica in April 1750. He kind of documented what went down. So he said, in 1756, he records that, and this is another quote, a slave named Darby catching eating canes had him well flogged and pickled, then made Hector another slave, and he spelled this out, S-H-I-T in his mouth. This became known as Darby's Doze, a punishment invented by Thistlewood that spoke only of the slave owner's savagery and inhumanity. And he mentions a similar incident again in 1756, this time in relation to a man he refers to as Punch. Flogged Punch will flogged punch well and then washed and rubbed salt pickle lime juice and bird pepper made negro joe piss in his mouth and eyes i could go on but you get the point and here's the quote he says when miss palin invokes slavery she does she doesn't just prove her rank ignorance she confirms that if anyone truly qualified for a dose of discipline from thomas thistlewood then she would be the outstanding candidate so basically he's saying that somebody should defecate in sarah palin's mouth any <laughs> I just feel like that's one of those times where like like you had something going but you just went too far yeah like you have to know the limit <laughs> this man does not deserve my words like he's like famous I mean he's been working for how long he's been in the game for a minute right like he he is well trained he's been him. in these ridiculous situations and then he just let Sarah Palin get the best of him. Like, of all the people to get the best of him, yeah, we, no. Sarah Palin. No, Sarah Palin's intimidating now. Don't you think twice about that? <laughs> yeah, but now yeah, we have to defend. Now we have to defend Sarah Palin, which is the real days. problem. But yeah. so he um, resigned from MSNBC. I'm honestly, yeah, I'm surprised that they didn't fire him because this happened a couple weeks ago. So why? What, what, what I don't buy it that he resigned. He was either forced to quit. That's or how like, they all happen, though. They're forced resignations. That's yeah, they're forced all. resignations. Yeah, yeah. it this, sounds so much tackier if they get fired. But this seems to just take too long, like because there was a big gap in time between when he said this and when he quote unquote resigned. Saying bye bye bye. I don't. Some just doesn't seem right about the situation. And if MB, if MSNBC didn't in fact like jump on it and be like, all right, you need to like pack your office box and leave. Like if they didn't say that to him right out the gate, then. MSNBC is trash for that, but I don't. Something just doesn't seem right about this at all. But then again, yes. it's Martin Bashir, so good for him. Mm -hmm. Have fun on JobHunter.com. But that's um it for the topics for today, right? This is a long episode. Yeah, I was looking into like what's trending on Twitter, but it's as we've been recording on Sundays lately. It's all the NFL. Um, just interesting note the. The Lions and the Eagles played in like eight inches of snow today. Carter and I watched part of that game. Carter watched part of it with me. 
I know he's not a football fanatic or anything. I wasn't but really watching it. I mean, we thought it was interesting that they were in such deep snow. I thought it was kind of fun to watch. So, mm-hmm. um, what we wanted to do to close out the show, since it's the last episode and it's like almost Christmas or whatever, we wanted to talk about maybe like go around the room and talk about um, Christmas at how we celebrate it, whatever. Maddie. Um. Well, my family in the last couple of years has started. Um, we open Christmas presents at night instead of Christmas morning um, because we go to my dad's side of the family in Garner at some really early hour in the morning, it feels like. Or no, we used to go really early. But now we go for like a late lunch, early dinner kind of thing. So we all wake up at like 10. We'll eat some light breakfast stuff, go to Garner, spend the day there, and then we come back and do dinner um, and just kind of casually open presents whenever we get around to it, see what Christmas movie's on TV. That's Christmas night? Yeah, Christmas night. And then Christmas Eve, um, we'll go to uh, the Christmas candlelight service at my church, or the kids' service, depending. They're both really fun. I think we used to roll candlelight, like, pre, like, Christmas Eve services. I I think we used to do those, (laughs) but, um, I haven't in recent years. Um, typically... We wake up whenever my sister wakes up because she always wants to open presents immediately. <laughs> Good for <laughs> my, you. My brother's got you. some funny stories too. I believe my my sisters walked in the room like, "Oh, you got an iPod!" And he was so mad, like he hadn't even oh. got out of bed yet. So I mean, usually it's whenever my sister wants to go open presents, she wakes the rest mm-hmm. of us up. Um, I think this year my dad's overseas in Afghanistan at the moment, so I think we're gonna wait and open um, probably just afternoon because I think that's whenever we'll be able we'll be able to FaceTime them. Thank God for FaceTime and Apple products. Love them. Um, so I can FaceTime Dad while he's in Afghanistan. So um, we'll probably do that. We usually go to my grandma's for like a Christmas lunch, dinner, somewhere in there. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of the usual. I'm just hoping for snow this year. Carter, what are you even look? What are you looking at? It's BuzzFeed. What is wrong with you? What? Snow. Yes, I love no. snow. I don't like it like crazy, yeah. like... 12 inches of snow, but I just, I'd like a little snow on Christmas. That'd be fun. Mm, whatever. Um, let me think. What do we do? Um, I have a generally small family, basically, so it's usually mainly my mom's side of the family, but on Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving, on Christmas Eve, we usually go to my grandma's house, and she makes us dinner, and um, we kind of eat. We eat, um, what do we eat? My mom's side of the family is from Guyana, so we eat different kind of foods there. I don't want feel like going into explaining all of that. But <laughs> we eat different kind of foods there, dumplings, like fried fish, all that good stuff, seafood, a lot of good things. And then we usually hang out there, watch movies. We That's when we start watching, um, what's that movie? A Christmas Story. Christmas, yeah, that. <laughs> I watched that at least six times on Christmas. Yeah, so that's I'm when not we even st- kidding. I've never seen that movie. That's not allowed. We can go watch it because I have it No, right we now. can't watch that now. That's not allowed. So, yeah, we do that, and we usually hang out there late into the night, and then we go back home. Um, usually on Christmas Eve, I always like to watch the Polar Express because I'm eight years old. But, um, no, the Santa Claus, Polar Express like sucks. The what? Yes. The Polar Express sucks now? No, the Polar that. Express sucks. Okay, well, Zach- you can check the credentials. Google's free, so <laughs> it clearly don't suck. Too it's bad. not worth my time. That's Claus. you. I tried so. to watch it, and it was, just, it was not good. That's not true. Yeah, the Santa Claus is good. The first two, good, yeah. the last one was just horrible. Oh, okay. we just 
Yeah, yeah I'll I'll stick with the first one. But yeah, good. I usually go last year. I have a bad habit of falling asleep um, when I watch movies at night. So last year I fell asleep during the Polar Express. Um, and my, I think my brother just got up and left. I'd probably fall asleep but, during the Polar well, Express as well. you just don't have <laughs> good taste in movies or whatever. Um, oh, okay, so, sure, yeah. Sure. So, um, so, yeah, I usually do that. And I go to bed. And then we wake up. And we wake up. And usually my mom's family doesn't get there until whenever they feel like getting there. So it is hot in the we studio, usually open, as always. Yeah. We usually just open our presents that we give to each other um, that morning. So we'll do our little family Christmas, and then they'll show up whenever they want to, and we'll do the rest of the presents and eat dinner. Um, we have this thing. Um, it's like a tradition. It's called garlic pork. It's so good. But, um, yeah, we eat that in the morning. It's, so, it's, it's, a, tradi- it's a weird tradition, but yeah, it it's a it's a guy needs to. They, no, it's fine. But they, I understand. No, I understand. If you're not used to that, and somebody tells you like, "Oh, we ate garlic pork this morning," they're like, "Oh, okay." But it's very good, and I, I'm thinking about it now. Yeah, that's apparently what they do, and it's a. I I don't know if it's just a Guyanese thing or if they do that in other, um, West Indian countries, but that's Rest what they in do. Peace, the pig that provided so, the pork. Oh, it's so good. It literally like soaks in the. Okay, I'm getting hungry now. I don't want to talk about pays because yeah, I need I mean, more. I don't have <laughs> <to> <laughs> Yeah, we usually eat that in the morning. We eat it with bread, fresh bread, which is good. But and then I usually end up watching all the parades and stuff that are on TV. The what's the parade on Christmas? The Disney one? Yeah. I that one. So. so yeah, I'll watch that and um continue to watch uh the Christmas a Christmas story and maybe I'll turn to the Yule log for two seconds and I watch that. I think you that. really wanted to tell everybody what you did for Christmas. I did because I thought it'd be fun. So I mean, you just but like you curveballed us. Like we're gonna say, like, "Oh yeah, we're gonna talk about it for I Christmas." Maddie and I. Well, we have like to make this. Seconds. We have to make this episode long because people aren't getting another episode for no, a long you're right. time. It, I so thought it was funny. I had to think. I had to think of something that I could talk about for a while. I thought we were gonna spill for else. like thirty seconds, and Carter's like, "All no. right, I got five There's literally of nothing else fun. we could talk about. So yeah, then my family comes over finally, and we eat Christmas dinner, and that's about it. And I don't know what we do after that, but yeah. Few highlight questions. Um, I think we're in episode eleven now. What were some of the most enjoyable oh things gosh. we got to talk about? Flashbacks. Flashback time. What are some of the most some fun of things my we favorite about? moments? Just listening back and hearing. Not so much. Vic- I like listening to the comments in the background because I find that those are like <laughs> usually the funniest ones. So like, usually when Kent will just shut down when Zach asks him something, or <laughs> like when I'll say something in the background, or like somebody will be laughing in the background. There was a moment. Um, it was an earlier episode with David on, and um, yeah, David. Uh, we had David, and Kent, we were talking about politics or something, and David said, "I think Kent made a joke that David was in the Tea Party," and David said, <laughs> "And David said, what's the Tea Party?" And everyone just <laughs> like Kent and I just stopped talking, and I was like, "Okay, maybe he isn't." <laughs> that was just a funny moment to me, and there was another moment where where Kent uh, Zach asked Kent like, "Kent, what do you think?" And Kent just like paused and said. I agree. And they just <laughs> didn't want to talk anymore. <laughs> so just stupid stuff like that. Ken, um, if you're listening, I'm sorry I asked you so many questions. I'm also, sorry. <laughs> also, I forgot. Okay, I got to think about this. Maddie, you want to say? As a listener, you want to tell us what your favorite. As a listener, Maddie, what are some of your favorite <laughs> things? <laughs> sorry, I wasn't listening when Zach asked that question, which is why I was so confused. My attention oh. span's short, y'all. You don't know how Maddie's these exams like are affecting me. Yeah. <laughs> 
I gotta buy some boots. Um, my favorite part is definitely the side comments in the back, or like any time that Kent Jernigan opens his mouth, and like something because you don't know what's coming out ever, and like so he'll just say something and it just pops out. And just like what? Hair I really like, like when like y'all. Carter's on like something he's really passionate about, and then Kent just says something, Wait. and it's just like <laughs> resets everything. Bye. That's my favorite. I also, Zach probably won't like this, but I liked when Zach messed up and said um, that Martin Luther King was fighting against slavery. That, <laughs> that was hilarious. I remember cracking up to that. Was, that was golden. I was like driving was in, in my car listening to it, and oh. I was like, oh, no. I understand. I just I spoke too quickly. Oh, that was hilarious. I spoke too quickly. I know it was civil rights. I just was speaking really quickly, and I was I don't even remember what we were talking about now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm not misinformed. I understand. Thank God. I can laugh at the mistake too. It's yeah, all that was, those are some of my favorite. What about you, Zach? Really, anytime Kent makes a, a sarcastic comment, those are always great. Um. I don't know. I think it's. I always enjoy also when Kent like will um try and like be producer like on air while we're talking. And yeah, like, he'll just like cut to something. Right. He'll say, "All right, the next topic is like <laughs> without any kind of transition or anything." All right, next he's like, "And cut." He's or like, no, we're still talking. You guys can't see, but also like every few mo- like like once we get like past like eight minutes into a segment, he'll start like signaling signaling yeah, us like to the, stop. The, the rolling fingers and like halt and then be yeah. like cut and or, like or once we'll pass like once we hit like twenty five minutes he'll also try to like abruptly end the show as well. Like every <laughs> he's every got a episode. career in production to say yeah. the least. Yeah, really just doesn't all, right. all right, we hit the twenty nine minute mark. Let's close it up. <laughs> he just like cuts it out. He some I don't know. He just likes to cut us off and just end the show abruptly. It's always fun. Those are fun. So well I guess this is it for now. Um, thank you, guys. We should probably fake cry, right? <laughs> yeah. Thank you, guys, for all the support and listening to all 11 of these crazy episodes. Um, oh, no. What? Okay. Maddie's on something. I'm sorry. Carter, you're going to love this, though. Send it to me. The new Beyonce meme. Have you seen this? No. What is this? She was, like, falling off stage. or I don't know. Caught on stage doing something. That's the original photo. Oh my god! <laughs> the internet's really this is like, <laughs> wow, wow. <laughs> yeah, the internet. Oh. <laughs> Yo, the internet's hilarious. I'm gonna love some of these. I'm gonna have to look into them. Oh I remember god. Carter and I were talking today about whenever that Drake meme hit and people were yeah. everywhere. Which Drake meme is the question? Well, the one where, where the one where he's, he's like looking through the window. Yeah, well, he's like got his knee down or something. So people had him like playing baseball and like when he fell down on the ground. You know what I'm talking about? Somebody had him walk. <laughs> it was the same day that dude crossed like the Grand Canyon. So we had people like having oh Drake cross the Grand Canyon. Drake, thanks Drake, thanks for all your contributions to internet and Tumblr society because you you deserve like a Nobel Peace Prize for that because I. And the the Jaden Smith T-shirt, thanks. I, I want that. Yeah, I actually want the cop. Find the, it. Yeah, Drake, send it to us. I wear a medium. But yeah, thank you guys for listening to our episodes. Um, yeah, we've had a lot of fun doing this. We look forward to getting back here as soon as possible, and starting up again. Yep. Um. Yeah, we wish Kent was here to say something as well, but he's not. So we let you know that Kent co-signs everything that we're saying right now. Well, but um, 
basically. We'll be off. Just um, going yeah. 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 I mean, we can. He, he probably Ken will. will be around if if he has ambitions to do want. such. But um, yeah, I'm going off. I'm interning in Charlotte in the spring. Um, you can still follow me. See whatever I'm doing at Zachary S. Daniels. Feel free to interact with me or whatever. Yeah, I'll um, still be on the internet. So yeah, Carter will be on the internet. He'll be in Prague, which will be a lot of fun. Kent will be um, traveling Eastern North Carolina. Um, no, he North should Carolina. be in Raleigh. He'll be between. He should be in Raleigh. Yeah, yeah he sh- he'll, he'll be, be around. You can find so. him at the Kent Journey and find Carter at Life of yeah. the Carter. Special guest Maddie Pool is is your Twitter handle just Maddie Pool? I think it's Maddie underscore Pool. Maddie underscore Pool. Get the e. underscore right. With an E, not like a swimming when pool. When does your internship like end? Um, I'll be back in, well, the end of March. <gasps> we might be able to do something April if I come up April. Okay, we're not going to get you guys excited, but yeah. look out for us. Um, yeah, thank you guys so much again for listening to all of this. We have a Merry it. Christmas. Yeah, have a Merry Christmas, a Happy New Year. Much love. Happy Kwanzaa. Much happy Kwanzaa, Christmas Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, all that. Um, Peace and blessings. <laughs> oh that video's so funny oh my gosh yeah um but i'm getting really hungry now so thank you guys maddie say Very bye thank you maddie shout. for coming two times you're the first guest to come twice since we're not counting never mind um you guys are you're the first guest to come twice so thank you thanks yeah um i love hanging out with y'all and i like giving my opinions so you know and we love that about you but um, thank you guys, and see you when we see you. Much love. Peace. Take it easy.